I find it interesting because as much as like there's the caring aspect and the and and being empathetic and intuitive to like what people need and 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 whatever I still to this day don't think I'm that approachable like resting bitch face come on like I just don't get it and yet people are like but she tells me the truth but she's honest she's blunt some people don't like that but they still appreciate it right so you're going to get a straight answer from me no matter what so I don't know if that's maybe why Welcome back to The Leadership. My name is Richard Hortness, and this week's guest is Melissa Gardner. She's a bold and badass woman who, by and large, I consider my sister. My kids call her Auntie Mel, and she and I spent four years co-leading November Project Vancouver together. A self-proclaimed tooth janitor, or for the rest of us, a dental hygienist by day, Mel's definitely a superhero by night. She will talk to you about anything, and anyone that's in this conversation is going to have a good time while they're doing it. We do a deep dive into stepping into a leadership role in a thriving fitness community, overcoming fears of public speaking, anxiety disorders, and the loss of loved ones. This is going to be really good. Welcome aboard. Let's go. go. All right, so let's just start then. How many tattoos do you actually have? as opposed to the fake ones <laughs> i have 15 tattoos 15, 15 tattoos like so do you fall into the the people that think that tattoo therapy is a real thing oh yeah i would say so 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 what are you hiding now what are we covering up <laughs> what, what haven't we covered ah oh, god well it all started when i was born <laughs> <laughs> I was born, a dog died, it was, yeah. <laughs> and so, so what's your, what's your favorite tattoo and why and what is it? Favorites, that's not fair. Okay, what's your biggest tattoo and what, like, go from there? Uh, biggest tattoo would be the right leg Alice in Wonderland from the Looking Glass. That took five sessions, $1,300, and... <laughs> many hours 10 12 12 hours fair enough i mean it's it's big it covers your entire leg yeah it does it does it's my favorite story yeah and why ah uh, just it was um well they made a like real life movie from the book in the 80s which i have on vhs which uh g1 actually put on dvd for me um, and it was always just the movie that I would watch when I was sick. Okay. It made me feel better. But the Jabberwocky's so scary in that one. When you look at him now, he's all just... <laughs> 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 he's just floppy. He's all over yeah. the place. Yeah, that, wasn't, that still wasn't the scariest part, I don't think. There was like one where like the baby turns into a pig. They follow the book, like the actual book. Um, that Lewis Carroll wrote right. quite, quite, quite well, actually. So as opposed to like the Disney version, the cartoon version, no, not so yeah. much. Yeah, fair enough. So, I mean, you and I have known each other for a long time, like six years. It's by itself, that's crazy enough for the people that are in my life. Six so years, Six children or something like that. <laughs> not okay. our children, somebody else. Nope. It's okay. Um, <laughs> 
But because that, because of that fact, because I know you well, um, I know better than to think that I should decide where this conversation starts. You can try, but it's going to go like So this, this time, I'm going to like, what do you want to start with talking about? What did we talk about? Um, I don't know. Like, this is about the leadership, right? We are the leadership. We're on board. We're on board. Um, yeah. I mean, we can start there, right? So, like, before you and I basically got co-leader married, because let's face it, when you start co-leading an enterprise with somebody, um, you are you are with that person sometimes more than your spouse. Like, I traveled with you to more places in the last six years than I've traveled with my wife, which is hilarious, um, right? So, but before you started November Project, like, going back farther than that, like, you must have found yourself in leadership roles, because when you showed up in my life, right, you already were a leader. You were your presence to be reckoned with, right? So like volleyball, dental school, family, like where do you show up as a leader besides at NP? Um, uh, to be honest, like I was never captain of the volleyball team. I was never, no, definitely didn't start in high school because I was bullied. But I mean, I stood up for myself and you know what helps? Self-deprecating humor. If you make them laugh and you make fun of yourself, <laughs> you beat them to it. Um, I guess the coffee shop, I was a supervisor. I don't know. There's just, it just seems like when you're confident in something and you know it really well and you know that you can do a good job, you just, I don't know, for me, I just kind of step into that role just kind of happens I don't think I actually just like and even becoming an NP leader that wasn't an objective of, of excuse me objective of mine yeah I walk into the workout being like I'm gonna own this forever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get this dude out and now you're never leaving um and so uh, yeah our relationship then grew right like the situation here in Vancouver changed uh, no, with the November Project leadership. Um, and, you know, like, I think that Jess and Darren, your best friends, hit it on the head, right? With, like, why you became a good leader. And that's that they said that they think it's because you're caring, genuine, a little bit crazy, which, like, obviously in a good way. Um, but also that you, you know, you like to see what others can achieve for themselves. And you're willing to, like, get there with them. And I think that that's like an, an important part. So like, that's where, how other people see you. How do you see yourself step into that role of a leader? Like in that part of like encouraging people? Or just in, in any form of a leader? Like how do you see yourself showing up? I don't think I understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had to like describe yourself, if you had to describe yourself as a leader or you had to think about how you, um, I don't know. I, I find it interesting because as much as like there's the caring aspect and the and, and being empathetic and intuitive to like what people need and, and, and whatever, I still to this day don't think I'm that approachable. Like resting bitch face. Come on. Like I just don't get it. And yet people are like, but she tells me the truth. But she's honest. She's blunt. Some people don't like that, but they still appreciate it, right? So you're going to get a straight answer from me no matter what. So I don't know if that's maybe why. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I just, <laughs> just how I show up. 
<laughs> I just do. Yeah. <laughs> you show up as you. And we'll get to that because I think that that's actually like a really big part of Nothing. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that changed, I feel, with like November Project is I just got a little bit more confident in myself. I still can't public speak. Like that is just never going to be a thing. I'm not comfortable with that. But I will yell and scream in a bounce. No problem. Right. And we'll also talk about that in a sec, too, because it's definitely. <laughs> so let's talk about stepping into that role as as a leader. So walk us through your version or how you saw you know, the, the, the invite to leadership and how you kind of navigated that through your head. Because Graham and I had started November Project in Vancouver. We had been running it for a year. You had helped me out on at least one occasion when Graham wasn't able to be there prior, twice, okay? Um, prior to stepping in and our relationship grew through like the other business that we tried to start and whatever. So we started hanging out more and more and then things changed and all of a sudden we're we're inviting you for breakfast well there was also the weekly things heard at november project oh yeah so okay so start with that right like because that's you stepping into your leadership role before it even started that was just me being like this was funny (laughs) and then it got a big response i was like okay well i'll just keep listening in (laughs) during the workouts and just weird things and and you don't know the context of it whatsoever and it's just to me it was super funny um because you'll be running by somebody and all you gave me you gave me herpes (laughs) what you gave me burpees what okay that's not no you can't say that but that's funny here (laughs) yeah it's funny and here's here's what i heard today Um, (laughs) today someone got herpes (laughs) which is hilarious Okay, and then so like we ask you to to come to breakfast, mm-hmm. and we meet you downtown on Main Street, and we drop this bomb on you. So what goes through your head when you're asked to step into like the leadership role of a community? Um, yeah, that was definitely. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm sorry. What? Like it was that was pretty surreal because I'm like no like there's like five other people that should definitely be asked and have been going for ever like even before Carla finally dragged me out on Canada Day um but I mean you guys were the ones you knew better than I did so I was just like okay but and within like five minutes of saying yes I already had the workout planned out so I mean (laughs) And then, you know, it was super fun, like two to three weeks of just diarrhea. Thanks, anxiety. <laughs> I was so thin. It was so great. It looks so good. My mom's like, your bones are sticking out. I'm like, I've been working out a lot. <laughs> I'm dehydrated. I'm dehydrated. I can't, I can't keep solid foods. <laughs> right. Um, and so that falls into to, to definitely an unexpected kind of, of category. Um, what would be one of the things that you would say came also as like an unexpected thing with being part of the leader? So you've been a leader for how long now? Um, it will be five years this August. Which is awesome, right? Which five years. Your record. <laughs> <laughs> this is now Mel's. I'm out. <laughs> right. Um, so what's the highest or what's what's two or three high Highline moments as a leader so not necessarily as like really cool thing that we did but like 
as a leader stepping into this role, what do you think would be two or three high, high moments for you? Um, it basically comes down to like, it doesn't even need to be like two or three. It's, it's, it's watching people, even if they're running their first 5k or their 50k or their, you know, hundredth freaking marathon, it's, it's being present for that, whether it's watching them getting faster and stronger at workouts, um, or watching them cross the finish line, cheering them on and, um, and knowing that like, just a little, like I was there for a little bit of it. They're doing all the work, but it's just kind of like, and I actually in here, there's an actual like thing. What is it called? Basking in the basking in reflected glory. I like that. Yeah. So it's just, it's watching what people are capable of. And then you take that which I did and, and applied it. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run, I'll run a 50K. I can do that. Screw a marathon. <laughs> just put Skip me on the marathon trail. completely. <laughs> Let's just go straight to 50K because basically <laughs> yeah. it's the same thing at that point. It's two times a half marathon plus a little bit. <laughs> I've done that. Just not all at once. <laughs> not all at once. And so I'll just try and do it today. <laughs> I'll just try and do it. I'll just get up tomorrow yeah. and go but for a 50. But like that's a that's another thing where it's just like you you watch these people set goals for themselves and then in turn you want to do the same thing for yourself um i mean we always had goals but i was like okay i need to step it up um and not just to to prove something to to them but to prove something to myself so which is pretty cool too so like finding those challenges and I, I hadn't thought about talking about this but finding those challenges from inspiration that other people give you is a really interesting thing because i definitely found that with my leadership in the city too my i was talking to darcy like even my whole body has changed from the swimmer body to a runner body because being part of this community you have to run um, you have to be, you know, you have to be able to do part of the workouts, but like if you go to summit, you're going to summit to run a 10 K or a half marathon or an ultra. And, um, that's where, you know, people from all over the world are coming to, to, to be there and, and to take part. And then all of a sudden you go and you support somebody else at their race, or you go run a, a day with them while they're trying to do something that's extra long and you join them for part of it. Right. And so there's all of these little kind of add-ons where you're getting to push yourself further for the betterment of other people, yeah. which is kind of cool. Um, so what's the flip side of that? Like, what's something that came out for you that was like, oh, this is really hard and I wasn't expecting to have to deal with this. Like the, with taking on the leadership role? So yeah. So once you stepped into the leadership role, you like, there's uh -huh. stuff that's come up over the last six years or five years that right off the bat, I know that like. <clears throat> it wasn't, I wasn't welcomed by everyone with open arms. I know that. And all, and I know, I, I knew 
stepping into that, that I was definitely going to have to prove myself to a few people in the group. And then also with the other leaders around, because I'm definitely like my fitness level compared to what the criteria was at that point. I'm like, no, I can't. I can't be loud either. <laughs> right. So like, just so that everybody's like aware of what those are, they used to have standards of fitness. So you had to be able to run a 5k in under a certain time. You had to be a certain caliber of athlete or like, do you remember what these other things were? Um, it was like a half marathon in at least an hour 30, probably less. Right. Um, which I am not able to do and never would have been 90 plus burpees in a Sebastian, um, which yeah. is seven minutes straight of burpees. Yeah. Which is no, um, <laughs> we don't do that anymore. <laughs> right. And so, and like, why do you think that the leadership component of that has changed why why is that no longer something for the the community um well it can be a bit like i don't want to say discriminatory but it's it's everybody can move in some capacity um and i think that yeah do i look up to the fastest f people like yeah 100 percent. but at the same time it's like some there are other people that are like within that group that it's it's like okay well yeah that person's really fast but it's also nice to be like hey that average person's a leader <laughs> that's kind of nice and you can you can look at that person and be like okay i can see a little bit of myself that this is doable this is something and it, it's just nice to this is achievable it's it, you don't have to be the fastest Right. Um, uh, I definitely, and I won't, won't be the fastest. I, I love sprinting in a short distance. <laughs> um, but there's so many different aspects to leadership, um, which obviously, uh, I've proven, um, that you, everybody can bring to the table and like anybody truly can be a leader if they want to be. Right. Um, but some people would rather just be there as opposed to taking the lead. So. Yeah. And that's obviously totally. Fine. Wrong with that. So you, you said that there was the people at this, like within Vancouver that you'd have to show them that you're able to step into this role. Tell me about the other side of things, because you said that there was also people within the, the leadership community that you did, you thought you had to pre, you know, present yourself to or, or prove. When, to. We, when I first met Laura, and we had dinner at your place and we were chatting with her and that was um and she's like and we this is the same conversation that we were having and she's looking at me she's like damn right so you have to prove yourself because that even at that point there still wasn't that many it was still a male dominant leadership role i think throughout november project at that point what were we iron 23 or something like that yeah we so we were the 21st city to come in after um after phoenix and then we like that was early on and now since then right over the last three years we've gone up to 52 cities around the world yeah. um and dropped back down one i think or whatever yeah. but like now it's actually there's more female leaders 
Yeah, well, and I think in some ways for, for obvious reasons. Like there's a lot of um, barriers that get removed when you see a female in a leadership role. Um, it doesn't become this macho kind of like you have to outdo the leader, you have to outdo that next person. And I think that once you're there as the leader in, in this community, you're welcomed with open arms literally that, you know, we're not discriminating against anybody based off of anything. We're here as, as a community for anybody that can exercise, run, exist, right? We're trying. And, and that's it, right? And yeah, we're trying, right? And that's, it's, this will forever be a work in progress. Yeah, and it's, it's opening the stage for that as an option, I think mm -hmm. is the biggest thing, right? So you're also undoubtedly really good at organizing humans. You can get people to do pretty much whatever you want. So how did, how, did you like the best of them. Yeah. <laughs> how did you develop this skill? Because honestly, like it's something that a lot of people are afraid to do or try because all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, I'd love to do that, but how do you get over the butt? You can't get over my butt. Um, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, number one, I'm loud. So as soon as I start speaking, people pay attention. Right. Um, I can usually spout off something pretty funny, get their attention, and then it's kind of like, okay, let's just go. Like, there's just... I don't know. It's a no bullshit. Like you're here to work out. Let's work out. You don't want to work out. You can go dance over there. You got to move. That's it. Like, it's just, again, this is just my whole like straightforward. This is what we're doing. Follow along. Don't follow along. You do you. It's a free workout. You it's can do whatever workout. you want. You like it. You got your money back. <laughs> right. So like you mentioned the, the whole, over like overcoming fear of public speaking the fear of public speaking right like you are speaking in front of people all the time i have pictures of us speaking together to people that we don't know you're not yelling you're not leading you're not doing anything there but however we know that like how's that rash situation does that keep coming back <laughs> i think we're okay right now so I'm people how do you how do you get over that because you're still you do flash mobs you do surprise parties you do organize birthday celebrations for people you do get in front of people every week and share a little bit of yourself with them um so are you over public speaking or are you still a rash filled mess uh depends on the topic i think um i think one of the what was it Oh, when Christmas landed on a Wednesday, that was a hard, that was a hard day. Um, so that was obviously um, difficult to speak at that point, um, more so just cause I, you know, was totally choked up uh, to put in everything. My dad died on Christmas day, like 10 years ago. Yeah, 10 years ago, so super fun. Um, but I don't know, it just, I think I'm getting better. It was, it was actually interesting the times that you weren't at the workout, I killed it. <laughs> um, and then you'd come back and I'd be like, Burp. so what do you think? What do you think, that is? what do you think that is? Is that like you? Sorry, like, maybe it's just because I'm like, don't, don't, don't screw up. Don't screw up. 
because you just have this like natural ability to just verbal diarrhea like it's just all over the place just like, diary all over the place <laughs> um i don't know because like one-on-one it's it's totally fine but and even that it comes down to like if i'm wearing sunglasses i think it's better because then I don't necessarily look people in the eyes. I think that's what it is. So I have to do like the whole like big daddy thing where it's like, I'm invisible if I wear sunglasses. Right. You're, you're putting on a mask. You're just putting on your, your <laughs> super mask costume. Perfect. My character, excellent. This works. Well, I, I, think, I think that's part of it though. Like you look at the other leaders that we know and invariably there is a certain, and I can only call it one thing, like there's a certain BG that comes out in everybody that it's it's kind of a character of yourself and it opens you up to, to being open to being vulnerable in front of people because you're just stepping into this like uninhibited role where you know you have to do something so you step into it. Yeah, there's a lot of just flying by the seat of your pants especially when we're talking to people or like presenting an award more often than not because <laughs> what's his name? Clark. His name is Clark. Yeah. No, it's not Clark. There's no Clark. Mal. All right. Well, you brought it up. So we're going to keep, we're going to go into this, the, the pineapple in the room. So somewhere in your house, not too far from you, there is a pineapple shaped urn. Um, and so your dad's in one of those. He's hanging out with you all the time. And like, let's talk about this because we have people in my world here at the school and we have people that are listening that are dealing with loss, right? Loss of somebody they love, loss of somebody they, they know. Um, and like you're on your own personal journey and not to dwell on the things that are painful or you know like how hard it is on christmas morning sometimes but this year you actually you know to take the positive side of things you you really seem to turn it around and you even went so far as to put a post on instagram talking about how you were for the first time in in several years you know happy and positive and sending people messages as opposed to the opposite of that which is like hiding in your room yeah so how how has this journey gone for you? Um, it's every year after he had passed was a completely different emotion. Um, I think the worst year was when it was just like I was completely guilt filled. Um, and it's that was one where I just really needed to like take a step back and be like, okay, why am I feeling like this? And like um uh, what's the word i'm looking for not apologize to myself but just like let myself know that it's okay like you i my dad and i did not have the best relationship um and you know there, there's points even when we did talk like i was the adult and i'm like how am i like how is how are these like you should be the parent and i'm the kid and it's back like it, oh, it was just like all switched upside down and and then it was just like well anytime I came down to Vancouver I didn't look him up like I was just like well we haven't talked in months and I'm just like well why would I want to talk to him because it's always negative and it's this and then he dies and then it's just like well 
fuck, I should have done that. Excuse my language. <laughs> there's one, one! There, there's, there's a little box I'm going to tick later. It says explicit, and we're just going to tick that one. Um, and yeah, so just like, I really had to just process that. Um, and I think that was a year or two ago for sure. And then, and then you just kind of like, okay. And I'm like, I just let myself do that. What is the freaking word? Why can't I think of the word? There's a forgive. There we go. Yes. Okay. Forgive yourself. <laughs> okay. Forgive myself for this because he also wasn't doing it. And then, and then you just, you just, okay. And then, yeah. So the past year it was waking up and just being like, I think I've, like I've gone through everything. I, I went, I had eight months of psychotherapy when I had money. Um, and, and, and did that, that really helped for sure. Um, and then it was just, who knows what this year will bring, but, um, hopefully it'll continue to be just like, yeah, we did the best we could and there's i'm done blaming myself right my mom, him so you just it takes time for sure but you do really have to just kind of like for me in my particular situation just forgive yourself and know that at one point there we did have a happy father daughter relationship and, and do you think that there was a catalyst or something that made you think of that or think to, to give yourself that freedom to forgive yourself? Or did it just kind of dawn on you one day that, you know what, it's not your fault? Yeah, it was that and just kind of like, I'm done feeling shitty. Like, I did what I could. And, and it's just, it's time. It's like, can I keep doing this to myself? Um, I can't keep doing this to the people around me. I need to create, I need to take, I need to take the holiday back. Um, I need to take that day back. Right. And, and make it better. Um, but definitely like, I'm still not, uh, as much as I'm a gift giver, um, Christmas to me is far too materialistic. I don't like that part. Right. I prefer around that to do, to do stuff with people and create memories. Um, especially like with, um, I don't have, I only have my youngest brother here, but like with friends and stuff, we're all in our thirties and forties. We don't need anything. We don't need to be buying each other. Gifts. Right. You have, we have all of our adult stuff that's we needs. And if I want something, I'll go buy it myself. Yeah, totally. So. so now that with your, with your tattoo therapy like how close did this coincide like the tattoo starting and your dad dying or were, were you well into that I have two for my dad two <laughs> for your dad I have two okay uh, one is the uh Lincoln emblem because he loved those cars with his signature that was on it's right here it's on my ribs that killed and then the other one is just like a nice sailor jerry um with like a dad in the banner and uh and did this start before, like, your tattoos? Was that before your dad died that they started, or was it after? Um, yeah, my first tattoo was when I was 22. And I sat on that for a couple of years before I got that one. Right. 
and then uh so you're late bloomer is what you're saying 22 yeah and then and then it just it was like one or two a year then the addiction began yeah so one thing that you i would describe you as is like one of the things that makes mel mel is you seem to have gone beyond and maybe this is something that helps you with your leadership piece is you seem to have gone beyond that imaginary audience kind of time of your life where like you could give two shits about what other people think about you um how did you get to this point because it, it really is one of the, the most becoming pieces of Mel being Mel, um, I, in my, you know, own opinion. Um, that happened, I think, late 20s, for sure. Definitely when, definitely 30s. Um, yeah, I just, you're going to love me or you're going to hate me. there's just no there's no gray area with me whatsoever um it's very very black and white um yeah I just got to the point where I am fairly comfortable with my accomplishments um what I'm capable of doing uh I think I have a nice sparkling personality um but it's just I don't know I was I'm just what you what you see is what you get i don't it's just one of those things where it just i don't know that wasn't anything that it was like transformative by any means i think it was just one of the, these things where it just came down to like there've been like maybe a couple breakups and it's like these people are trying to like mold me and change me and i'm like i'm pretty fucking rad oh there's two and uh you need to just beat it cuz i'm just done like and then maybe that's why i was single for the last 10 years i'm just like Oh, I'm, am I too loud? Am I too sarcastic? This is all in my profile. You didn't read my profile. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm just, honestly, I'm just, I will, I'm, I am relatively conscientious of like usually around for my surroundings and kind of try and read the room, but I, I don't know. I like myself. And that's that's what it comes down to, right? Is that you've you've gone past this like everybody else is looking at me and I'm afraid of what I'm gonna look like. You've definitely transcended through that. Look at me! Look at me! <laughs> really? You want people to look at you? Like what? Something on my face? There's something on my teeth? Hmm. No, it's the banana costume that you're wearing currently. <laughs> what? I'm I'm wearing a pink tutu. Who cares? <laughs> All right, so there's one other subject that I think that everybody's gonna benefit from with this, and that is your journey through with and continuing journey with anxiety, right? Something that we hear a lot of in schools, and I talk about this on pretty much every podcast, is, and with all of my personal development stuff with, um, with different teachers, is that kids are constantly feeling anxious more and more now and there's like the research that goes along with tech addiction and those kinds of things and how that's showing up but you've some you're probably the only person that i know as an adult who i know personally that has said like 
I've actually been diagnosed with anxiety disorder and like you've had to go through a journey with that. So let's go to the beginning of that. So when were you diagnosed and how did you know you had it? Because like there's a difference between what you've got going on and what say like a kid preparing for a test has going on. Um, so wasn't technically diagnosed until I was in dental hygiene school. Um, but my first awesome panic attack was in high school and had to do the classic breathing in a paper bag thing. I just started hyperventilating. Um, I think it was after a volleyball meeting or something like that. Um, yeah, so that was scary. Um, and then definitely like when you're just sitting there and every it didn't matter if it was all the homework I had to do or the fact that I'm like I need to I need to make dinner or the smallest little task and you're just completely and utterly overwhelmed and you just the only thing you can do is just sit there or your heart is racing and you're sweating and you're like what's happening I'm dying um I when I finally went to the doctor, it was more so I was lashing out a lot um, at my roommate. I was angry all the time and I, I couldn't focus, nothing. I was skipping school and just sleeping all day. Um, so I talked to my roommate, I'm like, I'm not okay. She's like, yeah, something's up with you. So I went to the doctor and I filled out a form and I got some score of 30, negative 30 something. He's like, well, you're not going to kill yourself. And I'm like, no, I'm going to freaking kill myself. <laughs> oh, God. But I'm sitting there and I'm bawling in front of him for no reason. Like, I'm just like, okay. And I'm like, and he just looked at me. He's like, yeah. So here's your prescription. You need to take this. You're going to take Paxil, um, which they, they told us. <laughs> They're like, there's no withdrawal effects. There's and how, how old are you at this point? 22 okay so like second year third year university um i was in my last semester of dental hygiene okay which is an intense course um so i not only was i doing this intense course i was also working because i needed to because i didn't have money to pay for school i had to and also pay rent and this and that so Anyway. And so this whole time you were just like living and dealing with episodes of anxiety and, and yeah. you just and, had to step into it. Yeah. And then when that, when I finally like the, the medication just evened everything out. So instead of being like up and down and up and down, it just, I was even keel. I could, I could organize my thoughts and, and my life and everything else. And then I could, okay. So I was doing better in school um work wasn't such a like you know i wasn't using work as a getaway from school and everything else and and my relationships and friendships were better <clears throat> and then once i was done school and that major stress was out of my life weaned myself off of the paxil and it's been fine but there's definitely situations like when i said yes to becoming an mp leader that not that wasn't a negative stress by any means but uh, my anxiety also triggers my IBS, so that's a good time. Um, and that can happen real quick. So anytime where I'm just like feeling super overwhelmed, there are times when I'm like, and I need a toilet. <laughs> it's just like evacuate. Um, so that's how it, for the most part, um, reflects itself 
Um, and then I just need to kind of like take a step back. This is the first year um, that I've had to take mental health days. I've never taken a mental health day from work. Um, and uh, really hoping Bonnie was going to shut everything down. Because <laughs> I could really use a month off right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, every every day is, is definitely different. I know 100% that I need to stay active um, because that definitely just, because if I'm not, then I'm, always, I'm just in my thoughts. So definitely that, and then just trying to talk it out with people. I don't really want to go back on medication um, and I've really tried to avoid that. However, I mean, if I have to, I will. So, because it did work. Right. And so what's your strategies? You said that, you know, being active and moving around is, is one of them, but what are your other strategies to deal with anxiety now as, as an adult? Um, oh, like even just like writing it out or taking a nap. Sometimes I just need to take a nap. <laughs> I'm just like, and if I, I know like when I wake up, like <laughs> the problems are still going to be there, but it's almost just like, it's a reset. Sometimes you just need to reset. And, and, and it... I, right now I, I'm definitely just like not beating myself up. If I come home and I just sit on my couch after work, I'm going to sit on my couch after work and I'm, I'm done feeling crappy about procrastinating and being unmotivated um, at times because it's just sometimes like you just need it. And, and I'm just it's like, especially now. And I'm just, yeah, but during last year's lockdown, I wasn't sleeping. I slept for two weeks, like a lot. And then for the next two months, I didn't sleep. Well, and you are one of those people that doesn't have the greatest sleep cycles. Um, there's nights, like you said, several times going into even just a Wednesday workout that well, your brain... I still don't. I still don't sleep on Tuesdays. <laughs> right. So your brain has something going on that's important and it, it stays wired the entire time until it's over which can be like a good or a bad, I suppose, depending on, on what is going on. Cause you probably crush those workouts the next day. Of course, you do. <laughs> of course I do. No problem. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's kind of it for, for what I had, you know, kind of set up for us. Is there anything that you had come into your mind or that you want to talk about more? I don't know. Did you want to talk about like, all the compliments we got as, as leaders. <laughs> well, so what, what distinguishes, and we're going to focus on you. So what distinguishes <laughs> you as a leader? So in, in the realm of the fitness world, right? We had to design weekly workouts, mm -hmm. which we took to the next level off of your guidance that we would, instead of doing it week by week, which a lot of cities were doing. And I think a lot of cities based off of the, the guidance that you've kind of set up for us, is you went into like a training plan effectively for the city and so um yeah what feedback or what what implementations as a leader do you think that you have put into place um that have had that ripple effect out into the world um i don't know that i mean i've had several people reach out to me about the binder um so, which is basically I have three or four separate, just like spiral notebooks. Um, one of which is full of all the workouts, 
obviously drawn to scale um, with all the <laughs> and everything, clearly, um, around the park and what we've done, um, all our burnouts, burnout songs. Um, I have a notebook full of bounces, um, some of which have been crossed out because either they didn't work or they just weren't effective. Um, what else? Then there's just like miscellaneous stuff, like stuff that we were involved in, like with races and, and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, but it's, the, well, the reason why we were doing multiple weeks is also because you have 17 children and you lived far away. And we had to figure this out, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, if, if, if we're, if it's like in one of them sick or you're sick or you can't make it, then it was, it was just to make sure that we always had a plan and that it wasn't like last minute i don't work that way i don't but oddly enough right now with virtual workouts it's like oh, okay i'll plan it on monday like but there's not a lot of variants that we can throw in there but yeah it's not like we're trying to find a different place in the park or a different set of exercises in the same yeah. place so i think like the organizational part is is huge making sure to like change things up um yeah i guess that was kind of what we did and then people seem to like that people seem to like it and that's all that matters right and and it's it's coming up or being on the innovative side of things that or looking at things in a different way that makes you actually become a leader in in the situation because if everybody's doing it the same way and then you change something up because you see it differently right being bold enough to go and step into that and be like hey how about this and that might actually be the best thing for you to do yeah well like, <laughs> like as soon as you were like okay i said yes and there was this and then i'm like so i got a binder and i got this and you're like oh fuck, what have i what have i done <laughs> what like, beast ah! have i unleashed yeah. You wanted this. <laughs> and now you have it. Yeah. I'm never leaving. <laughs> All right. So this is the part of the show where I get to ask you if you could speak to a younger version of yourself and you get to do the, if I knew then what I know now, then this is what you need to know, human. Um, It would be... It, this is actually an easy one. Um, it would be a, everything up to when I went into the dental hygiene course, <clears throat> I really wish that I would still probably still work, but there, cause I don't have, I'm like, Hey mom, can you just poop money? But, um, <laughs> leave. Uh, um, but I definitely would have been like, work the night shift, work the closing shift keep yourself out of trouble and you get to sleep in a little bit. Instead, I would work the open and stay up super late and then not show up. So that's not good. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so definitely that version of myself. Um, and also maybe like, oh yeah, like just before my parents got divorced, um, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. You're a good kid. Anyways. Cool. Yeah. That was great. You know, I think the best thing about Mel is that she really does have this authentic 
vibe about her, that she connects with the people around her because of her being herself. There's too many times in our life where we have people that are not being authentically themselves and we can tell and it really changes the way that people will interact with somebody. She's consistent and that also makes a big thing with it is that the person you saw or listened to today is the person that she is 24-7. So I think that's a really good place to end it with her and maybe for this week. So don't forget that the best way to support the show is to subscribe, like, or follow the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. If you like it, you know, give it a rating. It actually gets us out there more, and that's really what we want, to touch as many lives as we can and to help bring leadership and personal development to the rest of the world. So thanks again for following along. Remember, until next time, have a great day, because we're all in this together.